Welcome to Grills and Heels with your hosts, Tracy Lane and Rebecca Scott. Each week we talk about topics that span a variety of issues that we feel are important. This podcast is for adults only. You should be at least 18 years old to follow us on this journey. So kiddos, stop listening and go grab your parents. This podcast is for them. and straight up real topics. Welcome back, you guys, for this week's bullshit that we own. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like this might be like a part two to like in our feelings when we did in our feelings at one time because this week we 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 talking about nice for what? Oh uh, yeah. In the mind yes, frame of yes. Drake, nice for what? I think the problem is we didn't been too nice in our relationships with these dudes. So we need to stop being nice because being nice don't always make you win and it don't always make you stay at the top of a relationship. Being too nice means you make it too easy for somebody who is not making it easy for you. If somebody giving 50%, you need to give 25. Mm -hmm. Stop outdoing the man that's trying to be with you. Mm. So when we say nice for what, that's what I mean. When well, I'm yes, because, oh, I've read about this. I think it's a great thing what you're saying, because when women do too much in relationship, they're making their men emotionally lazy. I mean, and not just emotionally lazy, um, lazy in the way that they still should woo you. Mm-hmm. Uh, lazy in the way that they should be wowing you. Lazy in sex. But do you think, even when it comes to that, besides the sex thing, because you know how I feel about that, but do you think that it is, that men have a real twisted nowadays of how they feel a woman should shoot their shot at them, or a woman should go out their way for them, like like that shit. I heard it so much in my singles that men be like, oh, why come a woman can't shoot that shot? Why come a woman can't woo me? Why come a woman can't court me? Bitch, because that's not how it's supposed to be. Well, here's the thing. I feel like in life, there are roles and stuff and, like, and all of that. And here's how I stand on it. I feel like I'm more of a traditional type of woman. And at the end of the day, what I'm going to bring to a relationship, I need certain things from the person that I'm with. And the thing about it is, these same ho-ass dudes would be talking about why don't they shoot their shot at me but then they want to turn around and be like super traditional and want you to be in a woman's place. I'm, I'm sorry, right now is where I'm going to insert my middle fingers in the air and tell you to <laughs> fuck off because I'm not shooting shit. Okay? The WNBA players max is like a hundred and uh, I think $50,000. I think they didn't even brought it up to $300,000 and the league minimum for the NBA is $300,000. So fuck you, pass on and leave me the hell alone. I'm not shooting shit. You want me? The one thing I know about a man is when a man wants you, he makes it known. But the second you take away and you make it easy for them, men be like, oh cool, I ain't gotta get that much effort. The fuck you. you. Right. Again, nice for what? I'm going to get what I want. I'm going to get it how I want. Or I'm not even going to play. You don't shoot your shot, ain't no game. (laughs) That's true. That's true. If you don't shoot your shot, ain't even no game. Because I'm going to be over here politely living my own goddamn life having a good time. I don't need... Here's the one thing. 
What is it that I need you for? If you're not trying to talk to me, get to know me, get with me, what the fuck I need you for sex? Sex is something I can get quite easily. I can make two phone calls right now. Probably about five phone calls right now. <laughs> Not a whole lot of nothing. But what I'm saying is I can make five phone calls right now if sex is what I wanted. Okay? If I'm going to spend my time with somebody and build and cultivate a relationship, the last thing I'm going to do is shoot my shot at a man. Because men are predators. Men are chasers. So these fuck-ass dudes that's talking about shoot your shot, woo me. I wish I would woo a motherfucking man. I wish I would have the audacity in my spirit to woo a fucking man. Nice for what for you niggas? Because see, here's the problem. I wake up every day. Now, the worst thing that could have happened to these fools is now I got my own goddamn house, okay? So I got my own house. I got my own job. I got my own car. I, 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 you know, I got good credit. I got all this shit going on. So what you bring to the motherfucking table? Huh? Huh? You're silent now. Because you want me to take your backpack and dreams and then and, and go forward. I got physical shit you can see and it's not always about money and things. But what it is about is what are you bringing to me to make my life better? Mm-hmm. Oh, I always say that. If it, if the next, the pay, people come in my life, what is your benefit? Now, I'm not going to sit there and say I don't need nobody because, oh, well, I don't really need nobody. But not that I don't want nobody. I want a fucking man. Ain't no ifs, ands, and buts about that. I'm at my life where I want a fucking man. But I want a man who's adding benefit to my life. You shouldn't value what? Right. There's no... I spent so many years of my life on the, the backhand of my wants and my needs not being not being taken care of and not being you know they're not no one's no one's looking out for me I'm looking out for every fucking body but no one's looking out for me in the way I need to be looked at I've been taking that minimal shit that minimal shit is not good enough for me no more how is it that um Heavenly says they want minimal what is it minimum input and maximum return see that's where the nice for what comes in because you want to give your bare minimum and get everything I got. You want to give your bare minimum of a little fucking time and a little fucking talk and you want me to cook, clean, fuck, throw, it, throw that ass in a circle and everything else. You want me a goddamn porn star, wop, this, that, all this, Susie Homemaker, great with kids, this, 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 this. And fuck you offering it some, a little bit of talk a little bit of talk, little dick. Listen, <laughs> I love it more than anybody else. I love sex. I love, you know, good communication. I love all of that. But what I am on in my life is if you're not wowing me, I'm fucking uninterested. Oh, yes. I'm uninterested. Nigga, I need flowers to my, my job just because it's Wednesday. I need to be, uh, no, I don't really like to be surprised, but you know, take me a uh, back a little bit. Be thoughtful. Listen when I talk. So in two months, you surprise me with something that I didn't even I didn't even realize you were listening to me just randomly talk. The problem with most what I see in this generation of relationships and men and women is women make it. And I'm and I'm gonna tell I'm gonna say it. I don't give a shit. I'm gonna say it. I'm tired. I'm gonna be. <laughs> 
I've been forced to do another episode. Don't do that. I'm joking. I love I love I'm gonna fucking erase what you don't you erase that. Don't you erase it. You keep that for people. Because they know I love them and I'm doing it for them. But what I'm saying is we've been in this mindset of we wanna be a man's peace, we wanna make it easy for them, but they never try to fucking make it easy for us. Like goddamn, you want me to be a hoe, a church girl, a mother, a teacher, a nurse, a porn star. You want me to do a thousand different things and your ass just want to be a little regular half-ass, a little man. But you want me to be your piece, but you can't seem to add a, a, a stitch of goddamn piece for me. Cut my goddamn grass. Take out my motherfucking garbage. Change my goddamn oil and battery. Batteries. Y'all can't do none of that shit. But you want me to be your mama and Cardi B and this and that. Fucking, I ain't got made to stay your knees. My shit's is 40. Okay? Say, he said, I know your ass gonna get up on top and ride this dick for a good minute. A, a good minute. Then that check engine light gonna come on. That's right, goddammit. I can't do that position all the time because my knees is fucked up. Give me a minute. Just like they need a minute when they come. They can't come back to back. They need Correct. a minute. They need a minute. Correct. Correct. You want a woman to stay wet and always be on it. Again, here is my problem. If we being real, we always be. The real. reason I say nice for what and the reason I really come from that place is this. We have got to stop making it so easy for men to be like, well, damn, I mean, I gave her a little bit of attention. So she's supposed to give me everything. So let me get this straight. I talked to my therapist one time. Right. And the best advice I ever got is she says, stop showing all your tricks in the beginning. She said, you can cook. That's great. I think that's a great attribute. She said, a man you date shouldn't know you, sh- you can cook for like six months. She said it should be some time frame where he is trying to woo you and get to know you, where it's not about seeing what you bring into the tape. It's funny you said it, because I remember when I first started getting back into the streets, getting back into the dating pool of men, um, for some reason I started producing so many stalkers, so many people that were going crazy. And I remember you and um, um, and Amy were like, stop doing all your tricks. They not used to that, but I was like, I just know other way. Remember, I was mad for so long, so I'm used to busting it open like a porn star. I'm used to doing all the shit because that shit makes me happy. I'm not used to going back to the beginning where I gotta act like I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, please don't choke me. I can't breathe. No, fucking choke me. Like, <laughs> and I'm not saying lie. I'm just saying you can't just show everything. Oh, I get it. I'm saying I get it now. Yeah, I get it now. But yeah, it's true in a relationship. But I think that's in all aspects. Definitely not just sexually, but just all attributes of it is like, okay, when you're getting to know somebody, and I'm totally a person that's like, oh, you pay this time? Oh, let me plan a date now, pay. Like, I'm cool with that. Mm-hmm. But I'm not about to get into a mindset with a dude no more that I don't feel like is overwhelming me with goodness. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I'm fucking tired, bro. I'm tired of making it seem like it's cool or 
It's not cool. But you want to know what? Is it? Is it the fact that we tired and we got to do that and now we at the age where we just don't give a fuck? Or is it, the, is it the fact that the younger generation of women are making it too fucking easy for these men and these men think it's okay to act the way they fucking act? Well, no, I really can't um, put it on the younger chicks because I'm talking about dudes in our generation. They ain't even dating 20-something-year-olds because they think they stupid as hell. Duh, uh, sometimes. But listen, Listen, I don't think they probably I would attract would even like nobody. That but young. listen, what we don't understand sometimes is men get their stuff. They, they get their information from what they see on TV or what their boys go through, whatever the case may be. You know, and a lot of men I, I've learned or I have seen a lot of men in stable relationships. They're not talking to their dudes about how good that woman is. They're not talking to their dudes about, oh, you know, it's great to be with one woman. She's respecting you and she's holding it down. She's doing that. The dudes that they listen to are the ones who be run through, who run through fucking bitches, who who have the girls who can give out and like, oh, I get that bitch forty dollars and she wants the wide open. I think, I, to me, I think they listen to more of that, even our age, because of the shit they've been through. And I you really know what? Do. If that's the case, be a goddamn grown up, bro. I, I don't even know what to tell you. First of all, stop living vicariously through your homeboy who go to the Dominican Republic and pay for pussy. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk, let's call that what that is. Your dude, your homeboy ain't the band. Your homeboy is getting hoes. He's prostitute. He paying for pussy. And my thing is, I've been in the Dominican Republic. I wasn't that impressed. I wasn't like, ooh, this is again, I don't give a fuck. If that's how you want to live your life, I'm not even, you're not even on my playing field anyway. Right, right. The type of person that I could see myself being with is somebody, first of all, who has who's a great communicator, somebody who I don't have to worry or are they gonna call this? I'm not playing that game with you. Too fucking old. Cause by the time you think you're gonna play a game with me, you gonna call me and that ass gonna be blocked. Mm. Damn, I can't never seem to get through. That's because that ass is blocked. <laughs> nice for what to you niggas? Okay, I went out with Heavenly Girl. You know, I'll never go out. But we went out. Oh my God, we was in the hood. And like, <laughs> I felt so bougie, which I, I in my mind don't feel like I'm bougie. But like, um, oh my Rebecca God. Scott no, was like, not just completely bougie. She's and I'm so like, fucking bougie. I'm not. I'm, I'm not a part of the big You know what? You know what? And what did 95 South say before? It ain't bougie. You sedity in a motherfucker. You sedity. I take sedity because bougie feels like I feel like I'm better than people and I don't. But we were out and so these we start we start chatting it up with um these two guys like talk to us. We kind of tried to walk into to get some food and it was way too many people, wasn't a mess. I was real uncomfortable. So we we went back outside. And we just start chatting up with these two dudes, handsome guys, whatever, right? So the one dude was trying to get with Heavenly, 37 years old, two kids, two baby mamas. He said he was an entrepreneur. By the end of their conversation, not only was he not an entrepreneur, he was a rapper. Oh, and he worked for his uncle part-time. So I don't think he understand what the word entrepreneur meant. It doesn't mean an entrepreneur <laughs> creates jobs for others. Bro, you work part-time. He creates opportunities for himself. Yes. 
But a true entrepreneur, when you study in the um, economics world, they create jobs and they take risks oh, okay. to create revenue. Got you. Okay. That is not what this dude is doing. So Kevin Lee was like, can I get your number? She said, absolutely not. She said, you're a liability. Why would I take on a liability? <laughs> she said, I don't need dick with a liability. <laughs> And I thought to myself, what's crazy about that is I was like, dang, she went hard on this dude. But then I was like, but again, nice for what? She's not required to give him her number. She's not required to be nice to him. She's not required to do anything besides what she did, which was keep it 1000% real. Was she going to give him a fake number? Nope. Too old. Don't give a shit. Was she going to do? She was extremely nice to him. She was like, absolutely not. I will not give you my number. Like, I'm I'm in my 40s. I'm not giving you my number and you don't have a job <laughs> connected to your dick. Mm. Okay? So being nice to people and not wanting to hurt their feelings. I'm not saying being a rude bitch because I don't believe in that. I'm very Southern. So I'm always going to be very nice. But it's okay for you to say no in a respectful way. No, thank you. Can I have your number? No, thank you. Can I give you mine? No, thank you. Can I take you out? No, thank you. Because here's the thing. Why do I need to appease you so you don't think I'm a bitch? I don't know you. Before three seconds, before you started talking to me, you are a totally unnecessary human in my life. You're still an unnecessary human in my life. So why would I be nice to you and lie? human. An unnecessary <laughs> human, which means I don't need you to survive. You don't need me to survive. Oh my God. That's, that's, that's deep. It's very serious. If you think about that, basically all that happens when you fall in love with a person is a person who was totally unnecessary to your life kind of crashes into it and they make themselves important. Right? How many men have you given your number to? How many guys have slid in your DMs? How many conversations have you had? And how many of them have not been fucking spectacular? No! And that's the thing, that's what, and this one y'all call me meanie. Meanie, meanie, meanie. Because I, I guess I got to that point in my life where I'm not a people I'm a people pleaser. I don't give a fuck what you think about me. Just like you. But I learned early on in life not to mean to be that way towards any goddamn body. Like it's not even about fucking or even in a relationship with any fucking body. I don't give a fuck. Like even when it comes to my job, I'm sure them, them some of them teachers look at me like, bitch, what the fuck? You know the problem is? I got some degrees and some expertise and some experience behind me. You're not going to talk to me any kind of way. That's because you've been here longer than me? Bitch, I got more degrees than you. I don't give a fuck about being nice to you. I don't give a fuck. I'm not here to make friends. I don't care how you see me, how you view me, what you say about me, but you're not going to ever do is say I don't do my goddamn job. All right, you're not going to disrespect me. Exactly. And that's the other thing. You got to really take the nice for what with you all the way around the yes. the the, um, the terms because that's another thing at my job. Here's the thing. We're educators. I, my boss, I guess, air quote, my boss is the principal. Like, bitch, you're not my boss. I don't care if you've been in the same classroom for 18 years. That's your fault that you don't like to grow. Right. Because I can tear down your whole world if I wanted to. Mm -hmm. Literally. So you need to respect how you speak to me. Or you're going to get your feelings hurt. Because <laughs> we're not nice for fucking what? That's the thing about it too. I think 
I think I'm going to go into the race card and the race war that we have or whatever the fuck you want to call it. I think that as a black woman, we have been told we have to fit a certain mode or act a certain way or do certain and be nice to these motherfuckers to get what we want because we don't want to be labeled as the angry black woman or the one with the attitude or the one with doing all this and milk rolling the neck. Whatever the case may be, we were told we have to be this way. The fuck them. Like, I think it should be a, a we're nice for what when it comes to being a black woman. We are magical. We are queens. We cultivate shit. We produce shit that people can't produce. Our ideas are wonderful and magical. Our presence is fucking magical. There is nothing but greatness to come out of our wounds. Where the fuck it had to be? Now, if we remind ourselves of this more and more, we understand we don't always have to be nice to fit in. Make your own goddamn path. Be the example and, of goodness. And, and a thousand percent I agree with that because going back to school after everything that happened this summer uh, with the um, protests, the stuff. protests and boiling over, like I work with a lot of white people and they just don't want to talk about it. Right. It makes them fucking uncomfortable and they don't want to deal with it. And, and the thing about it is what am I being nice to you for? You're uncomfortable? Are, are you fucking serious right now? You're uncomfortable because you don't want to talk about something that makes you feel you need to look within. Mm-hmm. Grow up. Because every day of my life is I got to play the game mm-hmm. with the people. But that's, I don't think I've ever had that issue of when something happens with with like a white woman, right? I, and I'm going in on these, these, these poor women. Sorry, I'm not going to do it again. But at the end of the day, I don't need you to do what I do in my life. I don't want you for to do what I do in my life. The things that I do in my life have nothing to do with you. But if you come and search yourself in my business, my conversation, and my well-being, you're going to catch all of this. And you can call me that ghetto black bitch in your room, but you ain't say it to my face. <laughs> I don't give a shit what you say about me behind my back because you're going to say it behind my back. The thing about it is, and we've talked about this before, I've never been talked to like, oh, she's an angry black woman. That's never been something that I've had to deal with. Now, have I had to get um, a chick or two together in the most articulate, nice way I possibly can? Yes. And if I'm at my job, I'm going to put you in your place and have to remind you, you're not the smartest person in the room. I don't care where you grew up. I can give two shits about that because you don't know my background because I don't tell them I got them business like y'all do. Okay? So at the end of the day, it's just been a lot to deal with and it makes you go into work with nice for what? Like, I'm living with and dealing with a lot of things I don't give a shit if you like me. I don't give a shit if you want to be my friend. I don't give a shit if you want to go get margaritas. Bitch, I don't really like you. So let's not pretend. <laughs> let's not pretend that we're friends. Right. Because we're not. Mm-hmm. But again, sometimes when you work in education, these people stay at these jobs for 17, yes. 20 years. I will never be that person. Right? The complacency aspect of certain things makes me very uncomfortable. So I always switch it up a little bit so that I don't get complacent in a particular place. But at the end of the day, what people have to realize is this. I don't owe you a motherfucking thing. Mm -hmm. I don't owe you niceness. Mm -hmm. I don't owe you anything. 
niceness. You have to be respectful to me. You have to be nice. And then I'll give that back to you. You want to be nice, nasty? I know how to do that, too. You want to be passive aggressive? Got a uh, degree in that one as well. <laughs> so what is it? What game are we playing here, people? Because I'm good at all of them. Mm-hmm. You don't ever want me to get quiet and then calmly tell you about yourself. Because <laughs> I'm a verbally assassinate your ass. Oh, yes, yes. So, yes. and then when I get to that point, I'm going to be like, nice for what? Now, I tried to tell you to go on about your business, but you wanted to continue to try me like a free sample. This is in Costco. So let me explain to you how I don't need to be nice to you. Let me explain to you as a teacher how you can, I can never talk to you again in life. Because my job is not to talk to you. My job is to talk to children. Okay, so carry your ass, Susan, to your motherfucking classroom, and you deal with shit over there. And don't you worry about what goes on on here, okay? Okay, have a blessed day. Okay, but it's also so when we talk about nice for what again, we're not just talking about relationship. It's in all aspects. I mean, we shouldn't come to a point where we're in our forties or we're in our forties and we're sitting there saying, No, we don't have to please everybody. People need to accept my no for what it is. And when I say no, I don't need to explain why I said no. I said no. That's it. But why? Because I said no. That's that's all I need to fucking say. Why do people feel so entitled to know why you why you say no? Why can people can't disrespect the fact that you said no and move on with their life? So let's give an example of this. Ask me if I'm coming to the party. Go ahead. Ask me, Rebecca Scott. Trissy Lynn. Oh my God, an excellent party's coming up. Are you coming to the party? No. Well, why not? Because I don't want to. But why don't you want to? So many people are going to be there. Uh, okay. I don't have a desire or feel the need to get dressed, get in my car, and drive to the vicinity of the situation. You see what I did right there? Let me tell you the other thing that goes along with nice for what. Where I am in life, I realized, I realized this years ago, people really want to be lied to. Right? Mm-hmm. I no longer have a lie for anyone to, to save anyone's feelings. Okay, yes. I, I am you. not saving anybody else's feelings. If you are bold enough to ask me a question, you're going to get this whole truth. If you're bold enough to keep going, I'm going to keep going too. I used to do this thing where I'd be like, oh no, like, no. Or, yeah, I'm coming to the party. I'm not coming to the party, like in my head. (laughs) Or, no, I can't go because I need to go babysit the kids. I lied on my sister's kids so much. I owe my sister, like, at least 10 babysitting jobs. Because I'd be like, oh, I got to win my sister's kids. I didn't. I didn't have to go fucking get my sister's kids. They were fine. They were tucked in their beds at home. And I was in my bed at home. Because instead of me just having enough, because I was a people who yes, for a very long time, mm-hmm. I ended up getting to the point to where I was just like, no, I don't want to. Like, when I say I don't want to do something, that means means I have zero or little to no desire to do that thing. (laughs) So if you want to keep pushing while I have zero 
or little desire to want to do something, then your feelings are going to be fucking crushed when I say, well, you can't cook, so I don't want to come to your house. Or mm, your boyfriend makes me fucking uncomfortable because he linger hooks too long. Or bitch, it's roaches at your house. Or <laughs> your fucking kids are disgusting and despicable humans and I don't want to be in their presence because they need a goddamn beating. Okay? <laughs> now you're asking me to do things that I don't want to do. I don't want to be mean. But if you keep pushing, I'm going to tell you the truth. So don't ask me to come somewhere. And when I say no, don't keep digging. Just say, oh, okay. The problem that people have is so many people like guilt folks in this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I've definitely always been the person that's like, oh, if you can't come. Like, I always give people a, a like, oh, if you can't come, it's cool. Because I never wanted people to feel obligated to do things. Like, my ex-boyfriend, like, I would be like, I want you to do this. And when he wouldn't do it, I'd be like, well, why can't you do it? Well, I tried, but mm, a try is an honest lie. Oh my God. I always say trying is not doing. Don't tell me that try shit. Either you do or you don't, but there is no try. Right. And you have all intentions in your life when you say, well, I try. You ever been, you ever invite somebody to go somewhere they'd be like, oh, I'm going to try to make it. That is 100% means they're not coming. Right. They have made a decision that they're not coming. They just have to now come up with a lie to tell you, to make you feel better. But again, I am I am a person that truly believes in giving people the out. And I literally, it doesn't matter what it is, I'll be like, hey man, you don't have to show up. I totally get it. Life is crazy. And I'm so bad about that to where when people show up and do what they're supposed to do, I'd be like, huh, look at you showing up. I shouldn't be that surprised by people when I always show up for people. But I got to the point where I was like, I'm over that. Because why I always got to be show up friend? Why I always got to be the one to do this? Why? And people think that you don't have kids like you you just frolicking and goddamn naked land. Like, bitch, I got shit to do just because I ain't got nobody to feed. Don't mean I ain't got shit to do. Maybe I got a hard fucking job and I just want to lay in the bed all day. Tomorrow I'm going to lay in bed all day. I downloaded some episodes of Sister Sister. I'm gonna lay in the goddamn bed. Don't fucking bother me. I don't wanna be bothered. I don't want nobody to bother me. So I'm gonna text you around one o'clock to see what you're doing. My phone will be on silent. I'm gonna be sitting right here. So you gonna text me and then one day I might text you back. But I know I'm not gonna do that shit. I know, I know it's a joke, but but that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand in this, especially in this pandemic. If you know somebody who is a teacher, a nurse, a doctor, a um, frontline worker of any kind, leave them the fuck alone. They dealing with a lot of shit. They just dealing with a lot of shit. And so don't bother. No fuck, I don't want to do nothing. My ex asked me one day, did I want to hang out? And I was like, mm, someday. Not now. I'm emotionally, I'm a wreck all the time. I'm tired all the time. No, I don't want to do it. And my thing is, I shouldn't have to lie to you. But the reason I lie is because I want to be nice. Why? Nice for what? Yeah, I get it. And even and even when you dealing with someone who's a frontline worker or people, you know, like us, those essential workers or whatever the fuck we want to be called a label now, that we have to go through our way. If we do happen to grace yourself with our presence, I appreciate that shit. Like, you know, it takes a lot because again, like you said, I'm going to lay in the bed all goddamn day. There are so many times right now during the week where I am laying in my bed, I will go to bed at 8 o'clock at night and not give a fuck. 
because I'm tired. I am mentally. mentally, I am exhausted. And I tell people, y'all don't understand. Even beginning of school years for any teacher is exhausting. Exhausting. This exhausting. was time work. Yes. And now we got to do some old other. If someone says unprecedented to me one more time, I want to punch them in the goddamn throat. I'm so tired of the goddamn word. They being agile, pivoting, unprecedented times, asynchronous, just fucking shit. We are tired. We are tired. And it's like, if we do get out and do something, this be, this be happy. Whatever. Just follow mine. And what? if you busy, cool. If we don't talk to you, it's fine. We're not mad. It's not someone doesn't talk to you, don't mean they mad. They can be busy laying in their goddamn bed. And busy don't mean all of a sudden being productive. Busy to me is laying in my bed watching Binging on girlfriends on Netflix. That's busy to me. That is mindless things that I don't have to think about. I don't have to ponder. I don't got to figure nothing out. I just let Joan and Tony and Maya and Lynn just talk to me and just tell me about their stories. Because I don't got to think about it. And that's what I want to fucking do. But, and then if you, if I don't happen to answer the phone, don't keep calling. Don't do shit like that. Like, you know, people don't understand. People have their own fucking lives. I hate it when during this pandemic when people kept saying, well, you see who's checking on you during this pandemic. If they didn't check on you during this pandemic, they must not care. No! People doing their own fucking thing, battling this shit their own fucking way, and processing their own fucking way. It's not about fucking what you need to do. You're fucking selfish. Like, people are extreme. People, yeah. People are doing what they need to do to get by. And it has nothing to do with you. Again, send a text message. Either you're going to get a response or not. Sometimes, because now I'm t- hybrid teaching, teaching online and teaching with kids in the classroom. I still don't with the mask shit. on all day long, it just, it takes so much breath out of your body to have on a mask all day. Breathing your continuous air over and over again, it's very, very disheartening. But the one thing about it is sometimes I don't want to talk, especially when I get immediately off work and I get in my car and take my mask off. I don't want like to talk. I need to like kind of process and break down my day, my life. I don't want to talk to you. I, I, there's nothing I want to share. At that moment, I got no nuggets of knowledge. <laughs> At that moment, I just need to be by myself. And so what I found is it works very well to text people. Mm-hmm. If I want to say something or you want to say something, just freaking relax, bro. But again, stop worrying about what you need and really focus on maybe somebody else needs something different. Oh my God. And it's a, it's a whole thing is that sometimes it's not about your world. You need to realize something. You are not the center of the fucking universe. No. You know, it... Sometimes you need to reflect on what someone else's world may be, because it's not about you. And I think Thanos. Thanos. I think this 2020 has really shown a lot of people. You really need to do what's best for you. You really need to feel however you want to feel, and 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 do what reach your goals, making plans, whatever you want to do. You need to really be more of what we said before. It is selfish. It's okay to be selfish. That means taking care of self, self care. You know, I think being selfish is okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, take time to yourself because the only person that you have to wake up to and and process and hear their thoughts and live that life is yours. You take you everywhere. You take so you, you better take everywhere. everywhere. So it don't matter what your parents say. It don't matter what your kids say. It don't matter what your spouse might say sometimes because at the end of the day, you are you. You got to do what makes you happy and you need to stop letting people guilt trip you and shit you don't fucking want to do. Thank you.
Now I understand there are times, there are situations where you know you are manipulated and you are taken advantage of, whatever the case may be. But when you realize your own power and you realize you don't have to do it, don't continue to keep letting that happen because you don't want to be that person who has that would have or could have, uh, would have, should have, could have things. Like, no. Why are you still like that? Fuck that person. And people always say that I'm mean, I can do it, but it's seriously, I've been through so much shit by myself that I can really say, fuck that person. Like, again, on our previous episode, it was, if they don't benefit me in, in any type of way, what the fuck do I need them for? Why the fuck do I care? They don't pay my bills. I don't give a fuck what they think about me. I don't give a fuck what they need from me right now because I need me. You know what I'm saying? Besides my kids, I need me. That you are, and that's why I talk about when I say you're responsible for human beings. Mm-hmm. Some some people, you're responsible for them, okay? Your children, you're responsible for them. If you adopt kids, you're responsible for them. If you have kids, you're responsible for them. If you foster kids, you're responsible for them. If your parents get older, elderly, and they need care, you're responsible to taking care of them and making sure, okay, because they got you up to this point, right? But what we're we're talking about is those elected relationships. Mm-hmm. No, we didn't call it elected. What did we say? Um, unnecessary humans. No, no, not unnecessary. Um, <laughs> voluntary relationship. I can't remember what we said. But um, I think you said elected relationships. Elected relationships. I think you said that. Like at the end of the day, you gotta keep your mind frame sharp about certain things. Everybody is not in there to benefit you. And those are the people we're talking about nice for what? My thing is, I feel like we're both kind women. I think we're both good to the people um, that are in our lives. That's why we have people in our lives. But the thing that you got to understand is you can't let people come in and just scrub your peace. I don't live my life for nobody else. You don't live your life for nobody else except for you got to make sure your kids are okay. But you even know how to self-care from that. Mm-hmm. And so the thing about it is people put all their eggs in these baskets about people who disappoint them. But again, elected relationships. You need to pay attention to what's going on around you so that you can choose you. It is okay for you to say, nah, I'm, I'm enough is enough. I'm done with that, right? Mm-hmm. You gotta be able to choose you and what you have going on. And people gotta respect that or they need to go about their business. Right. My thing is, I was a people pleaser for so long. And when I stopped being a people pleaser, there are people that fell off. But those people got replaced by new people who appreciated me for who I was. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm the person that's going to have your back regardless. That's who I am. I'm a loyal friend. But there's somebody out there that doesn't feel like I'm a loyal friend. And God bless them, but fuck them. Because <laughs> nice for what? What the right. fuck I need to kiss your ass for? I kissed it for 20 years. I'm good on that. I'm clean on that. <laughs> I don't owe you shit. I was a good friend. You can tell your narrative however you were, but outside looking in, everybody knows I was a good friend. Okay? But if you believe in your heart of hearts that I'm a bitch, that I'm trifling, that I'm a backstabber, great. Lose my number. We never have to talk again. Guess what I'm still going to do tomorrow? Wake my ass the fuck up and sit in bed and watch this sister. You're not going to affect my mood. The one thing I say nice for what? Another thing I say nice for what is don't nobody sway my mood like they used to. 
people used to really get under my skin. If somebody was upset, I couldn't sleep. Sleeps like a fucking baby now. Because I don't care no more. Because all of that shit did was, was stress me out. Give you anxiety. Give you anxiety. Feel like you're not good enough. You just do all of these different things. I don't know what the hell happened to me this summer. But I woke up with a whole different level. Man, I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. I have the same transformation. I think it's it's the pandemic not being able to do anything. You have more time to fucking think. Yes. And also you have so much more added anxiety like our job and what is our job yes. going to look like and how it's going to be stressful because it's already stressful before and we know how it ended the fucking last year and that was a shit was show. A shit so show. you know ain't nothing put in place that's, that's ever been tested before. All we are is test dummies. So, and you, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's like it's, it's, it's whatever because we're pushing through. And when it comes to a lot of things, I think people need to realize or that we have realized this summer is that life is short. Well, not short. It's precious. Life is precious. People are dying left and right. Just They wake up. They You might just be tested positive on COVID on Friday and they dead on Monday. Like life is very precious. This is not the time to be doing every single thing besides what you want to do in life. I, I truly I truly believe that and nobody should be able to come in and disturb your peace and tell you how you should live and tell you what you should do do you like have a good time for your damn self and this goes into the fact what I want to say too besides you know what what Tracy Lynn said about relationships is that sometimes like I felt this whole thing reveals toxic families too like let's just boil down this real quick so my 18 year old daughter left the house right and she's 18 so I have no if I have no no say so of what the fuck she does in her life I can guide her I got her I got her to be I, I kept her alive for this goddamn long she 18 she decided she didn't want to be at the house no more so she uh she did that and she's gone okay get it do that right but it's the manner in which she left if y'all know before, I've talked about before, my mama is toxic as a motherfucker. And um, my mama has vindictive ways. I don't really get along with that much of her. She's on a whole other playing field of dumb shit. So I've got a whole bunch of my, um, uh, I don't give a fuck about being nice because when you deal with toxic parents, you get a big, I don't give a fuck attitude because of the person who helped create life, treat you like shit. What's to say about much of anybody? What's well, to say about much of anything if you get past that, I think. So, and I did though. I got past that toxic did. shit while getting divorced, well, even divorced, while dealing with my marriage failing. So I dealt with all that shit and I still, I went through a lot of shit by myself because no one could relate to me. No one understood what it's like to have a, well, people understood what it's like to have a toxic parent, but they had a toxic parent and, and they lived with that shit. I knew within my heart of hearts, I ain't got living this shit. I felt guilty for a long fucking time about having a toxic mother. And I felt guilty for a long time about that's still your mother, that's still your mother. No, fuck that shit. I'm so tired of being nice and pretending it's okay to get fucked over by your family. Fuck those people. Y'all related by blood. Y'all not connected by the brain. You still your own individual person. I had to tell myself that. I'm not feeling guilty for letting people leave out of my fucking life. If you leave out of my life, there's the dough. Get the fuck on. You get what I'm saying? Now, when shit don't work out for you, 
that's when you want to sit there and come back and say hey to me? No, I'm good. Because if I wasn't good enough back then for you to stay, I damn sure ain't good enough now because I promise you I'm not the same person. And more than likely, I'm five times better than I ever was. So if you couldn't take me then at that point, you don't deserve me fucking now. So again, I don't give a fuck. And what am I nice for you for? I'm not nice. So people come and tell me like, oh, your daughter left and did the shit. Are you sad? I'm not sad because I raised her how how she's supposed supposed to be. I raised her to be an independent person at 18, no matter her, her no matter her capabilities, her disabilities, she's an independent person. And for her to make a decision to leave, I felt good about that. And it's so weird being a, a parent to a grown ass, to a adult. It is so fucking weird to be a parent to a young adult because I really felt within myself that I cannot tell her anything because again, I dealt with a toxic mother my whole fucking life. I did not want to do shit my mama did because I know how it feels to be guilted and manipulated into doing shit because you feel like you got to do it out of obligation to somebody. Yeah. I don't ever want my, feel, my children to feel obligated to be with me or for me. I don't want my man to feel obligated to be with me. I don't want my friends to, I don't want nobody to feel obligated to be anywhere in my presence. If you don't want to be in my presence because I'm a good fucking person and y'all bring you joy and I benefit you, get the fuck on. Yeah. Also, don't fucking use me because you know I'm joyful and you know I'm beneficial because when I stop and I think to myself, what the fuck? Because I'm going to get to that point eventually. I'm going to fucking make you, I'm going to hurt your fucking feelings because again, what I say, I don't have to be nice. Nice for fucking what? I will fucking tell you exactly how I feel about you and I won't give two qualms about what the fuck you feel like and how it's ruining your goddamn day. Fuck your day. <laughs> Damn right. Because again, you one thing about my day. No. So I just think, and, it, and people have to deal with their shit. You have to fucking deal with the consequences of your actions. And sometimes people are being too nice and they, they're so nice, you're interrupting someone else's karma. Let that motherfucker a burn. Don't interrupt mm. that karma. They never gonna fucking learn. Mm. They never gonna learn. We make it too fucking easy for motherfuckers to be motherfuckers. We make it too fucking easy because people have so used to manipulating people and getting what they want and emotionally abusing you and shit like that. They say it's so fucking easy. No, fuck you. You gotta create boundaries. You gotta fucking say no and don't explain your fucking self. No means no. No means no. If it's good enough for rape, it's good enough for me. Exactly. Exactly. Don't let people emotionally rape Hey, oh, Ooh, speak to him, speak to it. Don't let them rape you. Stop, no matter who they fucking are, parents, friend, foe. You don't gotta deal with that shit because it's your fucking life. At the end of the day, you are the one living with your thoughts. You are the one, oh, I shouldn't have did that. No, the fuck you shouldn't have did that. Wake up tomorrow and cuss their ass out. Don't wait. Cuss their ass out. Yeah. Fuck it. Like, if they making you feel bad, let it know that they didn't make you feel good on the inside. Let them know that shit is not okay. It's not. Because people, again, they get emotionally lazy to do what the fuck they want to do. They get they get lazy altogether in being respectful. And they get lazy to, what I'm trying to say, they get, they get, they get too emotionally invested in themselves and they don't think about you. The problem is when people start understanding they can't cross that boundary, they'll stop trying to cross that boundary. If you tell someone no and you stick to your no and don't say no and walk away, 
Let them follow you. Let them talk to you. Let them text you. Don't fucking answer it. Because eventually they're going to realize, well, they're not fucking playing. Right. You just stay in your ground. You don't have to be sweet. You don't have to do this. You can be fair and firm and say no. Like, the problem is people are much... You ever met somebody who is just fucking mean for no reason? Like, no reason. Like, just a crabby old person. You know what people You know what people do? They be like, I ain't going to ask them. Shit, I want to get to that point. I don't want to be crabby, but I want motherfuckers to be like, nah, I don't think I'm going to ask her. <laughs> that face she make you really good. people. Good. Don't ask me. Because the problem is when you're nice to people, they mm-hmm. feel like they can say really out of the off the wall shit to you. Say are do. Yes, they are do. Yeah, like they're like, oh, it's fine. Uh, Tristan Lynn will be okay with it. No, the fuck I won't be. Oh, Tristan Lynn will give you money. She, she'll be all right. Oh, nah, shit. Now, ain't nobody ever thought I was getting no money out now. Bitch, now I'm tight. I'm tight with money. But what a good, you know, let me ask her, can I have a party at her mama house? Let me ask her, can I do this? You know, I was thinking about sitting in my car one day and I was, I don't know where I was, but I was thinking about somebody that I used to be friends with. In the in the favors that this person asked of me, I was like, how did this motherfucker have the audacity to ask this? Because no one ever told them no. And I was just like, that shit was really out of pocket. Mm-hmm. Really, really out of pocket. That's some selfless where people don't understand. That's why I said you say no and stick to it. Because you gotta show these motherfuckers they can't do this shit. Yeah. They gotta they gotta be bumping their head. They gotta reach their love. They gotta reach their karma. But you, some people just they just it amazes me too, because you know how we were brought up is that we were brought up to be the good girls. You know what I'm saying? We we're brought up to be nice and be cordial and be respectful and do all this shit. And that, I think that's what that's what created our hearts. And our hearts are filled with love. And our hearts are filled with opportunity to give everyone a chance. You know, we want to give everyone a benefit of the doubt. Because what you say before when we were talking to Mocha uh, in my bedroom, I just named her Mocha. Um, you said that um, she, no, she was going through whatever she's going through on her divorce. Mm-hmm. And she was saying, um, you know, when, I, when she tells people about it, they were like, well, didn't you know? Didn't you see it? And what you say? Uh, no, I didn't have a troubled childhood. What the fuck? <laughs> what did you say? Well, how the fuck am I supposed to know when someone's being a fucked up? My parents liked me. Yeah. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is trauma. What you, you said? Yeah, I basically was like, Shit, I, I, my normal was normal for me, okay? Like, my parents liked me. They enjoyed my company. People around me liked me. So I don't know what the fuck is, like, these people, these fucked up childhoods, like, I'm not judging nobody, but that shit is a lot. <laughs> Okay, that shit definitely carries to adulthood. Yes. It's definitely a lot. I was talking to my uh, my sister Heavenly the other day, and I said, "You know what's crazy about all three of us and our first marriages? We all married people who hated their mothers, but they clung to our mother, to our mother." Hmm. I could not believe that when I got that realization, I was like. How all three of these people like legit did not like their mama? Like had issues that mama hated them or something. Mm-hmm. It was just a bad situation, mm-hmm. right? And so they clung to my our mom, who was like this like super nurturer, but like that's crazy as hell. Because mm-hmm. my mama not team you. My ex husband used to play that game like oh being your mama on the same side against you. My mama told him one day, oh no baby, I'm never gonna be up against my own child. <laughs> She had to check that ass because 
he really thought that was against me. No, no, she made you feel good. But when it came to me, absolutely not. Absolutely. Not. Did you did you think my mom was gonna be your friend? Fuck you. Okay, nice for what? Okay, uh, no. Give me a hard pass. Um, I remember this dude that I was like kind of seeing after I um, got separated. I was like telling him like, oh yeah, my mom used to go to, you know, lunch or whatever with my sons. And he was like, I'll take your mom to lunch. I said, hell no, nigga. We ain't never going to start that again. Okay. <laughs> that was a whole different spectrum of crazy that. I mean, you can be cool with my mom, but at this point I'm not using my mom or I didn't use my mom before, but I don't really need you to even connect with my mama like that. And I know that's sounds crazy, but like, she my mama. Back up a little bit. And I need you to back up, okay? Just move. Uh-huh. Right? You know, I want a fucking nice mother-in-law. Right. Bitch, I got a great mama. Like, I, I told my sister, I say, how the fuck we don't get no good mother-in-laws? Like, our mama's the best. She's fucking cool as hell. Mm-hmm. And we got these Fucking oh wow! Let me not talk about my my ex mother in that. But she hated me. My ex mother in law, God rest her soul, she couldn't stand me though. And I went out of my way to try to be good to this lady. But she and then one day I was like a good person, and she was not. But you know what I did one day? I, I was like, bro, I can't do this no more. I was literally probably about six months before we got a divorce. Shit, maybe like a yeah, it was like six months. I, I stopped talking to her. Because I couldn't do it no more. Because while you're okay with somebody being crazy to you and that's just, oh, that's how she talks, she's not going to talk to me like that. I'm not her child. And you you can continue to get abused uh, verbally. I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to let nobody talk crazy to me, cuss at me. I'm sorry, man, but you got me fucked up. I'm sorry. But I think that's where that kind of changed. But mm-hmm. I think that's where it kind of changed my perspective on life. Being in such a bad situation and being mm-hmm. with somebody who was verbally abused so they verbally abused mm-hmm. I was like bro I can't I can't it is so unhealthy perfect, it's, perfect. it's extremely toxic and I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination but I literally don't go out of my way to hurt people's feelings right I literally don't literally in an argument with my significant other I'm like I will never take the gut punch I don't believe in it I never take the gut punch I'd be like nah I'm okay like I think it. Oh, I think it. But I'm never going to say that thing and throw down that gauntlet because I don't need to do that. Right? This is not who I am. Well, I can't. You know what? I can't even say that. Can I would say, I, no, no, no. I do. I do, I, I do the leg sweeps. And I, I do. I, I, I hate I, you. I, I do the kidney punches. I do that. Okay, Cobra Kai. <laughs> I do, I do do that. But once I do that, I have no respect for you. You're done. I'm done. If that, like, yeah. no coming together, back I'm, not, I'm not, but I know, oh, if I say this, oh, this is going to be over, over. I know it's going to be over, over. So, fuck it. I'm going to say this. Fuck you and your mama. Like, it's just, it's your just, mama's a hoe. <laughs> yeah, and she raised a bitch ass. Like, it's going to be something I want to Um, Um, you know what's funny? Like, I definitely was nice to my ex-husband, but I think the reason, I, I'm not even going to say how I was nice to him. I just ain't give a shit no more. So, I didn't give him no energy. There was this, there was this level of I wouldn't give him any energy. He kept trying. He kept trying to gold me into it. I was just like, I'm good. When that fool sent me this long paragraph 
talking about our relationship, this, 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 and this is, I mean, he literally, I know it took him because I know the way his mind, I, because I know him, I know the way his mind works. It took him days to do that. And I literally responded, you good, this wasn't necessary. <laughs> I, when I tell you, I know he was like, I ain't poured my heart out. Your heart ain't shit to me. I don't give a shit. See, some people, what they want is the, a, a cuss out. Mm-hmm. I just would never give it to him. Mm-hmm. I never gave him any reason to be a whole ass nigga and, and retaliate because he was a whole ass retaliate nigga. He literally told me a story after we got together that this girl that he was messing with for like five years, she had two kids. She ended up, when they was breaking up, she started messing with this other dude. She got pregnant and um around the time or whatever. But he made a sex tape with her and put the sex tape out to embarrass her. He told me this after we got together. I was like, you did what? Yeah, man, I was mad. Like, she was fucking with me and fucking with another dude. So I put the tape out. I said, you put out a porn tape about a of a girl who got three kids because you was mad? That's a bitch ass shit. Oh, no. That's bitch ass shit is I called you a hoe in public. <laughs> okay, that's bitch ass shit. Okay. Fucking putting a porn tape out of a mother of three because your bitch ass feelings got hurt because she had a baby with somebody else. She was fucking a nigga while she was fucking you. But that's 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 the whole shit of them all. You the whole shit of the year. You the whole nigga of the decade for that one. I don't think I've ever, ever, and that, that kind of stuff was always in my mind of what does he have on me that he could really flip on me. Mm. But truth be told, I ain't I should have been. But still, in my mind, I look like legitimately at the time, I don't think I was thinking about that. All I was thinking about is it ain't even worth my energy. I ain't even got to be mad at you at all. Like nothing about this even bothers me. You want a divorce? You sure? Cool. <laughs> And I think that's where the whole nice for what kind of started. But I think over the past six months, it has definitely developed through going through the last bits of my relationship with Coach. And it's not even him. Because again, I still love him. And if you if you don't know about the breakup, please go and listen to the other episode um, to really talk about the, you know, the breakup. But I, I really love it. And he never gave me a reason to ever be mean to him. Right. Because he never disrespected me. And that's also such a yeah, it's a dope relationship. God damn it. <laughs> we're not used to, we're used to fuckers. Yeah. Oh, we're, we're used, used to the whole, whole oh, ass shit. <laughs> but yeah, like a, an adult relationship runs its course of either you're going to be together or you're not. And, you know, at the end of the day, like, I got no ill will towards him. I love him with all my heart. Again, I don't think I can be in the same um, situation with him and just be kind of cool. Because I would love him to come by and bring the boys and see the house. But then again, what kind of message is that sending? Yeah. Yes. What message is that sending? The boy's gonna run around and, and love everything and mm-hmm. and wanna come back. Or he gonna or he gonna walk in and give me a hug and I'm a, I'm falling in his arms and probably like cascading the tears. Mm-hmm. I'm just not mentally there. Right. But again, that's part of the nice for what? Because you wanna see me, and I'm sure there's a part of me that wants to see you, but I know I can't. So I'm not gonna be nice and say, yeah, let's go hang out. Why? What the fuck we getting out for? You know, I already said you don't want to be my friend. And I'm not in the space to want to date you. I don't want to date you. I'm not there. I'm, I'm just, I'm not in that space. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. 
And so uh, it becomes very interesting of nice for what doesn't have to mean you got to be a bitch about it. No. But that also understand, that also brings up what I was going to what I wanted to bring up too is that why is it that men feel the need to accommodate and be nice to their children's mother just to feel like they have just to see their kids. That's why we say before, what's that paperwork look like? What's that paperwork do? Because your whole thing is for you is that he was way too accommodating trying to think about her feelings. Yeah. He was being way too nice to her for no goddamn reason besides, you know, I want to see my child. What's that paperwork say? If you got paperwork and it is laid out to how y'all agree for visitation, how you agree to your child, why the fuck are you still being nice? Why the fuck is that? Oh, that's my child's parent. That's my child's mother. No one's asking you to disrespect them. But why are you going out your way? Because why are you making it comfortable for the girl you not fucking and making it uncomfortable for the girl you are fucking? I'm telling you, the one, the one thing that this is how bitch I'm delightful came to be. You letting a bitch you not fucking fuck it up with the bitch you are fucking. Mm-hmm. Bitch, I'm delightful. You want to delight in this vagina? You might want to figure out what a priority is. Because if you care more about how she feels than how I feels, you don't need to be, be, be penetrating me. Period. Point blank. Because the thing about it is, I can't come behind your baby mom. Right. I understand you're a father first. 100% agree with that. But if I feel like, and, and listen to what I'm saying, I feel like I'm coming behind your baby mama. That's too much. You've now put me in an uncomfortable position. It's not right. You shouldn't do it. And I'm not cool with it. The second you make the person that you with feel like a second class citizen to somebody that you raw dogged. Oh, Lord. No, let's be honest. You made a conscious effort to fuck this hoe. <laughs> and I don't typically call a woman a hoe, but I don't like that bitch. <laughs> and if I see her in the streets, uh, do you even know what she look like? Not a clue. <laughs> not a clue. But that's my thing too. Like, I understand being a mother, I understand what it's, um, what co-parenting could insist, make, consist of. I really do. I can effectively co-parent with fuckface if he was mentally stable and not give a shit. I would never expect him to put me above anybody who comes after me. I agree. Never. Why should he? Because we got kids together? Fuck no. When we got divorced, when we separated, when we said our relationship is done, that is our relationship is done. Yeah. He should care about how his kids are getting fed or how his kids are getting taken care of, but caring about my feelings, my thoughts, and what I'm doing is none of his fucking concern. And I feel that way should be for everyone to me. And that's not because I don't like fuckface. It's not. Because even when it comes to uh, my other child's father, there's no ill will between us. We sit here talking, laugh, and joke all day long. I still don't care. And I should not come before any goddamn body he fucks with. And we were never married. Marriage don't mean anything. Being in a relationship for a long time to me doesn't even doesn't even dictate how I should be treated in their in their marriage and their relationship because I'm the mother of their kids. First if I'm that important to you, be with me. If I'm not, don't and fuck leave me the fuck alone. And see, that's my problem with some women that really, 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 really got it fucked up in the game. But like I told him at the end, I said she won. She effectively wanted you not to be 
with somebody else and she wins. I hope you tell her she won. She feels like she won because that shit cost us. I was effectively collateral damage in their relationship. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, I'm not okay with that. Right. And so that's where the part of choosing me came in. And I don't know if he'll ever get it. I don't he even will. know if he'll listen he will. to the podcast. Maybe if he listens to the podcast, he can understand how I truly feel about stuff. But he may not. But at the end of the day, what I feel is that is how I felt. I feel like I was collateral damage. I felt like it didn't matter. I felt like even if he feels like he may Made huge sacrifices. It didn't feel like that to me. And the other thing I'm telling you is if you're in a relationship, ask the questions that are hard. Nice for what? Say, no, this is how I feel. This shit is not cool. I mean, I'm sacrificing this, 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 and this, and I don't feel like you're sacrificing anything. And also, don't use your kids as an excuse. Right. Don't use your kids as an excuse. You can be a great father and a great mother, and you still don't use your kids as an excuse. And my thing is, if they are an excuse for you of why you can't do this or you why why you can't do that, go be by yourself. Yep. My thing is, I don't have children. I love children. I want children. I hope to adopt children. But if you in a situation where you're with, you're dating somebody that don't have kids and you do and you find it a lot that you can't because of your kids you might want to let this singleton go on by their business because I can get up at the drop of a hat I literally carry my passport with me every day bitch I can get on a flight to debt I got 60,000 miles <laughs> hold out <laughs> I can get on a plane today if I wanted to it wouldn't cost me a dime Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So don't be pissy with me when I'm able to go and do certain things. But my thing, the one thing that I'm not okay with is in a relationship that I'm with somebody a year and a half, we've never done anything significant together. We've had mundane parts of life together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we've never done anything spectacular. That's a problem for me because I like to live a spectacular life. And I know, trust me, a relationship is like some mundane shit lumped together with some spectacular moments. Well, what is it if you don't have no spectacular moments? But you also can figure out too, when you were dealing with Coach, it was, Coach was used to the mundane. Mundane was his comfort zone. And that's why a lot for that mundane. You really did. Because again, like you just said, you like to get up and go. You are, you travel. That's what, what I you do. do. You what travel. Do. And on any podcast, you can hear that. I mean, you got your ex to traveling. Like you were a traveling person. Coach knew what you needed. Coach knew exactly w- what it took to make you happy. He just wasn't capable of fully developing his skills to make it necessary for you in his world because he's used to mundane but that's why that's what you just said earlier if you can't meet me at my level don't come and play in my yard don't come to my building if your elevator can't come up here right don't look at me and go yeah I want this person this is what and and again I'm not that spectacular ladies and gentlemen I'm a regular person whatever right I'm I feel like I give a dope experience in life I'm, I'm pretty honest about the things I like I need I want but what I'm when I say that I, I, I'm not like I sparkle and shine like I'm a female 
who works hard and does certain things and I put things in place. What I'm asking, I'm not asking nobody to pay this mortgage. I'm not asking nobody to pay the car note. I'm not asking nobody to buy me purses and shoes and shit. I just want a fucking meal. Can you take a nigga on a date? <laughs> Can you throw a flower at the bitch every now and again? Okay? Can you send me an edible arrangement? So I like pineapples. Okay? Strawberries. I enjoy those. Why a bitch can't deserve that? You know what? And that makes me feel this way when I say people are not used to what's up. Sometimes you know that you are too much for that person you with. Mm. Once you see they ex. Once you hear stories about they ex. And they ex is nowhere near what you're capable of doing. What you, what's your bare minimum of doing a relationship? They can't do it. Like I said to somebody before, recently, I knew I was too much for you when I saw your ex. Fuck that. I knew it. And, but the thing about it is, you know exactly what I am because it's like you, I'm very honest with what I want. I'm very honest with what I need. And I talk. I'm not, and I'm not a, I'm going to tell you what you want to hear type person. I'm going to have some conversations. It's going to make you real uncomfortable because I want to know how you're going to react. I want to know how you're going to feel. And give me, give me the honest answer so I can make a decision within myself to continue with this bullshit or not. Don't have me wondering. Don't have me lollygagging. Don't have me waiting in the pool. I ain't going to do that shit. But to me, if you know you above and beyond, if you know that person you want is out of your reach and you're not willing to reach up there with that person to get that person, leave that person the fuck alone. This girl like to travel and you know you can't travel, leave her the fuck alone, you know? If you know she wants to see you, you, I know you had comments about your love language and you can't give him, leave him the fuck alone. I told Bear the same goddamn thing. I told Bear over and over again, I like words of affirmation. I like to be told something. His response to that was, I don't like to talk. We don't need to be together. And and the hardest and the harshest reality of life is when you realize it's a good person, they got a good heart, they went. I'm gonna tell you, when I was with Cole, all shit aside, when I was in his arms and we would talk and communicate, there was no better feeling. Mm-hmm. That was so few and far between. Sucks. That it's just like, it's almost like dangling a Rolls Royce key in your face while you're getting on the butt. Mm. It's like you see the goodness. You can almost feel like, oh, it can be, but then it's just like, it's not that. And and that's 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 very hard, but it, it puts you in the mindset of, here's the one thing I tell anybody. My ex-husband, things. I got things. Even at the when we first got married, he sent me flowers, brought flowers, got brought a big cake to school one time. It was my birthday. I turned 35, my 35th birthday. He, you know, he knew how much I love my students. So we didn't have a party at the house. He literally brought a huge cake to school, flowers and all this. He was one of them type of like to show out for people. <laughs> he brought all of that to school and I had a, a party in my classroom. This motherfucker verbally abused me and he still did that for my birthday. And then you jump to somebody cool 
is kind to me, who tells me how much, how beautiful I am, how precious I am, how special I am, how this, 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 this. And then I can't, there's gotta be something in there. There's gotta be some combination of both. Somebody that I can go and do stuff with and somebody who's gonna love me through my love language. Mm -hmm. I gotta have quality time and I gotta have touch. Those things are very important. The acts of service, not that much for me. I'm like, yeah, it is what it is, right? Um, first affirmation. Don't really give a shit about that either. And then what's the last one? Oh, sorry. It's, it's physical touch. Um, quality time, physical touch, acts of service, uh, words of affirmation. I got the other one. Are you sure? Yes. That's. That's act. Yeah, act yes. of service and gifts. Yeah, that's two different things. Yeah, like yeah. gifts. Yeah, I'm. That's probably my fourth. Acts of service is fifth, but uh, gifts. But it's a thing. Every now and again, I want something. So it, it's like my thing is. So if a man doesn't tell me how beautiful I am and love me and da 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 da, I don't want it. Also, if we can't go all over the country, all over the world, I don't want it. So at the end of the day, wow me. I tell you like the dude told me. What clarify what that means? I don't know, but I'll let you know when I'm wild. <laughs> You gotta work for it. That's what I just said. We've been making it too fucking easy for people not to be working for shit. Yeah. Work for my love. Because at the end of the day, what we say, you gotta work for my love because I'm giving out king experiences. And when I tell you what you gonna get on that back end is gonna be worth every goddamn woo, this or that. Because I'm gonna tell you on this other end, baby, you gonna feel like, oh shit, this girl is the best. And that's what it is. And that's why I'm at the point of nice for what? Because I know what I'm offering over here. Mm-hmm. I ain't coming with all that. And I ain't even about that rah-rah. I be like, oh, Lord, they're talking too loud, babe. Don't you think they're talking loud? <laughs> She's so disrespectful. <laughs> Don't you think they're disrespectful? <laughs> she don't know how to talk to him. <laughs> I, that, but that's me, though. I'm never going to be... Like, there's not an ounce of me that's disrespectful to a man. Oh, I would never disrespect a man in public. That's something I'm just not gonna do. Even here, I don't. I don't oh, care if it's me and him sitting in a room. I'm not gonna be disrespectful. Oh well, if somebody that might come from my husband punching me in the face, though. Oh my god, if somebody who I care about, I'm not gonna disrespect them. But once I lose respect, fuck you. <laughs> but thank you guys for watching. I mean, watching for listening to Grills and Hills podcast. We're gonna come back more with some more episodes. You know, we're trying to give you more and more um, of this raw ragged or raw edgy and whatever it's called (laughs) real raw edgy and real shit we got more in store for you guys but again catch us on all major platforms um when it comes to podcasts just search that grills and hills g-r-i-l-l-z-a-n-d-h-e-e-l-s grills and hills podcast thank you guys we'll see you next week yay really bye really peace this bitch. Nice for what?